So growing and going. Um, I know you, you'll realise it's very, it's very easy to see a sped up film of, a, of an acorn growing into an oak sapling. It's very difficult to make that move and go somewhere, but we'll, we'll get to the going. Uh, but growing and going. And what we're going to focus on, particularly in this, this teaching series, but acro- across this year as well, um, is, a, is a focus on our discipleship and our mission. Because these two things are inseparable. Um, now, we, we will all have a different idea of what we mean by mission. Uh, we will all have a different understanding of what discipleship is. We're going to talk about that a little bit um, later on um, and, uh, and in the coming weeks as well. Um, but we're going to talk about, um, about outreach. You can, mission is, is a, a wise term, isn't it? We can talk about outreach or evangelism. We intend to kind of unpack and demystify some of these terms. The, the word evangelism, people often run a mile at, or at least are physically squeamish about because we have an idea of what evangelism means and we don't like it or we don't want to get involved in it. Um, but we want to unpack what it, what it actually means um, and we'll be thinking about that in the coming weeks. Now Isaac is going to come and uh, bring our reading. I've lost my mic. Where's my mic, Tessa? Oh, thank you. Oh, and he's, he's sat as far away as he could. Thank you, Isaac. So Isaac's going to read from, uh, from Matthew chapter 4. And um, if you've got a Bible, turn there or turn it on and find it. Um, and, uh, and this is at the very start of Jesus' ministry. Thank you. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, uh, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw his two brothers, Simon. Uh, he saw his two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, left the boat and their father, and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and illness among the people. News. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought him to all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffered with severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Brilliant. Thank you. Oh, oh, a little ripple. 
great. Thank you, Isaac. Oh, you've left your Bible, mate. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to be looking at one verse in that reading, but the reading is there, is there for context for us, isn't it? It's the, we, we hear at the start of Jesus' ministry what, what it was that he was doing. He, was, he called his disciples. We hear him call the first few. Uh, and we're going to focus on, um, on that, um, that one verse, which is verse 19. Now, um, if you are colouring at the minute, can you grab your, your little workbook and turn to your memory verse page, please? And we're going to learn this memory verse together. In fact, do you want to grab a pen and, and come over this way and have a look at the screen with us? That would be great. We've got, um, we've got something to learn as we go. Now, I need to just point out, this is... This is a different translation than the one that Isaac just read. We usually go with the NIV, which is what Isaac's read. Um, this translation is from the ESV, the English Standard Version, uh, which some people say is a bit more academic, but actually for this particular phrasing that I wanted, we're using the ESV, just to be completely clear. Um, okay, so uh, do you want to come over, grab a pen and come over, and we'll have a look at this, um, this memory verse together. And you can all play along as well. I need to hear you joining in. Okay. Oh, look, there we are. Oh, no, I'll go this way. There we are. Excellent. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'll just stay here. I'll let you do what you need to do. Okay, so we've got some blanks to fill in. Okay, so the first line, Jesus said to the, to the people he was calling to be his disciples, he said... Something, me. What did he say? What did he tell them to do? Do you remember? Does anybody remember from the reading? Holly's looking like she kind of knows but doesn't want to say. Anybody? Jesus said, yes. Jesus said, follow me. Let's have a look. Follow me. Brilliant. So first thing, you need to be obedient. You need to do the thing that I'm calling you to do. And that is to follow me. Okay? And then he said, and if you follow me, I, what is Jesus going to do? Does anybody remember? Do you know the verse? Possibly some of you. And I, who said that? He did. It wasn't his voice I heard. Okay. And I will make you. Okay? That doesn't sound much like Jesus, does it? That sounds like he's going to force you to do something. That's not what he means. Follow me and I will make you. Okay, so if you fill that in on your, um, on your sheet. Follow me and I will make you something of men. Now this is a strange thing. This is a strange phrase. Jesus said, I will make you something of men. Jacob, what did he say? Fishers, very good. Fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Okay, so we're, uh, we're going to step back a little bit. Okay, and we're going to try that again. So I'm, I'm not going to prompt you anymore. I'm going to ask you to say the memory verse with the blanks there. Okay, so let's say it together. So Jesus said, follow me and... Very good. Very good. Oh, chapter 4, verse 19. Excellent. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Okay, so we're going to come back to that um, a little bit later. 
All right, um, and we're going to we're going to try and understand what what Jesus is doing and saying in this verse, and what does it what does it mean for us in terms of growing and going? What does it mean for our discipleship? What does it teach us about discipleship? Okay. Um, now, for for those of you who've been with us for a little while, you will probably know that just before lockdown, um, as a as a leadership, we uh, oh we can get rid of that now. Thank you. Um, as a leadership, we started a process called um, Lead Academy, where um, a, a number of members of the leadership went away for a learning community. We were going to four learning communities, one every six months, uh, to meet with other church leaderships and to be taught and to learn together um, about various aspects of church life. And it was a fantastic experience. Half of it was done through lockdown, but that notwithstanding, it was really, really helpful. And actually, the more... The more that we're doing now, the more we're seeing how valuable that has been. Um, Some of it at the time was really difficult, and now we're starting to see the fruit of it. Uh, But one of the things that we were asked to do um, was, um, you won't be able to read this, don't worry, but this is a flip chart that, that we drew up. We were asked to describe and define discipleship, okay? And, uh, and there's, there's lots of stuff on there and a few squiggly lines and bits linking to one another. Okay, now we're not going to look at all of that, don't worry. We're going to focus on this little bit here. Okay, so we'll zoom in to this little bit. So, so this is what we came up with. We, we wrote all those characteristics down. This is what discipleship is and what it looks like. And then we were asked to, to define it more succinctly. And this is what we came up with. Um, initially we said growing and going with God in fellowship and within the community and then we weren't sure whether growing came first or going came first okay so do we do we grow first and then we go or do we grow as we go it's not easy is it so that so that was the best that we could do that was our our attempt going and growing and then going again or growing, going and growing with God in fellowship and within the community. Okay, and this this is part of our focus over the next few weeks as we think about um, discipleship. So we we need to grow in our relationship with God and in our faith. We need to grow in fellowship together, that's why we gather, that's why this is important. We grow together, we learn together as we, as we hear God's words, uh, as we hear it preached, as we, as we hear it taught, as we engage in it together both here and in our life groups. We grow both in relationship with one another but we grow in our faith together. But we also can grow within our community, our impact and our influence within our community can grow. Okay, and when we go, not if, but when we go, we also do the same. We go with God. We don't go into the community and then come back here to meet with God. We go with God into the community. We should go in fellowship into the community. um, And then we should go and be within the community. Okay, so growing and going both with God in fellowship and within our community. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about growing as disciples next week. Then on the, on the week where we have our church members meeting, we're going to talk about um, gathering to scatter. So the idea that we come here on a Sunday morning 
um, not for the sake of coming here on a Sunday morning, but in order to then go and scatter um, within the, the world, but within our, our community. And then we're going to talk about, about what does it look like to go into our community. So discipleship is an interesting word, uh, and we probably each have our own idea of what discipleship means. The, the, uh, the flip chart that I showed you, that was, I think that was about five or six of us as church leaders putting our ideas down. Uh, and every time somebody mentioned something that was part of discipleship, um, somebody else in the group went, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, and I'd never, oh I, I'm not sure that I do that. Um, so it was really interesting for us to understand what other people understood about discipleship. And, and I was reminded, um, when I was, a, when I was a, a relatively young Christian, but also an even younger youth leader, um, a volunteer youth leader, and we took our young people away to a, a weekend festival, which was wonderful fun. We had a, a whale of a time, um, lots of mischief, um, lots of Bible teaching, lots of worship, um, and lots of sport and getting very sweaty. Um, and, uh, and one of our young lads came up to me at the end of the weekend and, uh, and he said to me, he said, oh, this, this has been brilliant, but when are we going to do some discipleship stuff? And I, I looked at him and, and in my mind, my brain's going, I don't think I know what you mean. My, my home church didn't have a language for discipleship. We were disciples and we were being discipled. And we were making disciples, but we didn't have a language for discipleship. So the word meant nothing to me. Um, so, uh, so it was an interesting challenge to me at that point in my, in my walk of faith um, and in my life as a youth leader. Someone has described the, the word discipleship um, as being a bit like a favourite polo shirt. Um, and I, as soon as I read this, I was taken back to a, a particular polo shirt. I can remember the day that I bought it. Um, and it even it moved to Rayleigh with us. It's since gone, and you'll understand why in a minute. Um, but it was my favourite polo shirt for, for many years. And um, uh, the reason discipleship as a word can be described as being like a favourite polo shirt is because sometimes we can, we can wear it for so long that we, we kind of take, a, uh, take it for granted, that we don't really think about it. We don't pay attention to it. Um, but we can also notice, uh, fail to notice that its colours have faded. And that actually, probably, either it has shrunk or that we have grown and it no longer fits. More likely that it has shrunk, I have to say. That's... What? Um, but the same is true of discipleship. That actually we can, if we don't pay attention to what we're doing, if we're not intentional, um, there's another word for your bingo, by the way, um, if we're not intentional about being disciples and the process of discipleship, um, we can drift. Um, we can, we can, discipleship for us can lose its vibrancy, lose its colour, um, and we can, um, it, we can shrink its definition. We can say, actually, well, I'm doing enough. That's okay. I'm doing this and this and this. I'm doing all right. But actually, there's a whole world of other stuff that's involved in discipleship as well. So our understanding of discipleship can shrink and can fade, uh, but our discipleship must be an ongoing process. Um, we need to continue to grow. And if you, if you remember back to the, um, the little acorn video which sprouted and grew, um, and it did it in phases, didn't it? That, that sometimes the growth was really slow. I know that was speeded up, but even as we look at that video, sometimes it seemed to be growing a lot 
and fairly quickly. And other times it seemed to be growing just a tiny, tiny amount over a number of days. Um, And our growth can be the same. Our growth can be slow, but it's still growth. As long as we are growing in our faith, in our walk with God, in our relationships with one another, then that's, that's still growth. That's still part of the discipleship process. And our, our discipleship underpins everything else that we do. Um, not just everything else we do for the Lord, but everything else that we do, our, our work time, our family time, our downtime, is all underpinned by our relationship with God and our discipleship and our growth in him and towards him. We cannot separate our mission or evangelism or our prayer from that process of discipleship. Our ongoing walk with God should result in a growth of faith and in us going into all the world. So growing and going. And as I said earlier, sometimes we grow when we go. We can't wait until we've grown before we go. But we grow with God in fellowship and within our community and we go with God in fellowship and within our community. And discipleship is, um, is more like an apprenticeship. Um, and uh, it's about learning as you go, learning as you're doing. Not learning and then thinking, well, I think I'm probably qualified now, I'll have a go at that. It's, it's doing it and learning from what you've done, whether you've done it well or whether you've done it really badly. Um, it's not classroom study, not that there's anything wrong with classroom study, but it's a very different approach. It's, uh, it's less like school and uni, and it's more like swimming lessons. Um, because in swimming lessons, we, we don't teach our children to swim by making them stand by the pool and watch other people swim and learn about the, the physics of buoyancy and, uh, and learning how to hold your breath and when to breathe. And all. We don't do that, do we? We put them in the water carefully, we don't throw them in the deep end but they get in the water and they start to get comfortable in the water and they soon learn if they get out of their depth they know either to swim or to get back and they learn not to do that again until they've made a bit of progress we give them water wings to assist them we might hold them up a little bit as they're going as well we get them used to the water, we stand next to them we direct them, we encourage them We correct them at times as well. And we try to help them to swim, to learn from experience. The same is true when we we look at Jesus and his disciples. He didn't take his disciples, he didn't say come and follow me and let's do three years of study and then we're going to go and we're going to change the world. He said come and follow me and then he got them to do the things he was doing and they learnt as they went. And they made a right mess of it at times as we do, and I'm not looking at anyone in particular, let me just get everybody's gaze, as we do, we make a mess of it as well, don't we? But that's what discipleship is like. It's the kind of approach that Jesus took, as we'll see um, in the coming weeks in particular. So if we, if we think back to uh, the, uh, the memory verse, can I have the, the completed memory verse slide up, please, so we've got that handy, thank you. Um, So follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Okay, so there's three things that I want us to notice. Helpfully, three different lines. Thought this through. Um, So the first is, follow me. That being a disciple is about following Christ. 
we are invited into a relationship with him. So, and this is, this is where your bingo cards really come into their own, okay? So, uh, um, so this, is a, this, is, this line um, is a, a relational thing. Jesus is being relational. He wants to be in relationship with us. Follow Christ. Enter into that relationship. Follow him in obedience. Okay, then the next one is, and I will make you. This is about being changed, being transformed by Christ. Not, I'm going to force you to do something, but I'm going to transform you into something else. Okay, so this is um, an active and deliberate process. Jesus doesn't say, just follow me and it might happen. He says, no, follow me and I'm going to actively transform you and make you a disciple. Okay, so this is intentional. So Jesus was being relational by saying, follow me, inviting them into a relationship. And he was being intentional and saying, and this is what I'm going to do. Follow me and I will make you. And then finally, this somewhat strange phrase, if you take it out of context, I will make you fishers of men. Remember, he was talking initially to, um, to the fishermen. He called the fishermen away from their boats, away from their nets. Um, and he says, you're not going to catch fish anymore. You're going to catch men, people. should probably say man, but we won't go into that this morning. But, but I'm going to make you fishers of men. And, and what he wants is for us to be committed to his mission. So he wants us to be in relationship with him. He wants us to be transformed by him. And he wants us to be committed to the work that he wants to do. He wants us to be committed to his mission. He wants us to be missional. Okay, now that should be nearly all of your bingo uh, words ticked off now, hopefully. But there's a few more to share. Um, I want us to notice, um, as, we, as we read on in the reading, as Isaac read to us earlier, verse 23 says that Jesus, this is a little bit later, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching, proclaiming and healing. So he didn't just say, right, come and follow me and we're going to go and sit in a holy huddle in, in an upper room somewhere. He said, come and follow me, and then he went and did the things that he wanted the disciples to do. He went and set an example in going. Jesus went throughout Galilee, and he was being and sharing good news. And that's what he wanted his disciples to do, and that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to grow in relationship with him in order to go and to be good news. So discipleship is being with Jesus. Follow me, he said. It's becoming like Jesus. Be transformed. And it's doing what Jesus did. It's following his example. As we go through the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the fact that we we all need to do this. And we need to do it everywhere we go, whenever we go. Okay, so it's everyone... Everywhere, every day. Okay? Really simple. It's not, it's not simple to do, but it's simple to remember. Okay? So, everyone, everywhere, every day. That's what discipleship is. Everyone, everywhere, every day. It's about our intimacy with God, our relationship with God the Father. It's about our discipleship and our fellowship together. 
and it's about our evangelism or our mission, our mission as we go out into the world to be good news. It's about leaning into God, it's about learning together, and it's about loving others. So this is what we're going to look at over the next, um, the next few weeks, but it's all about growing in relationship and faith, going into all the world um, and starting with our community. We don't have to say, right, well, I'm going to go and it's going to be Africa. That may not be your first step. Or I'm going to go and, uh, and it's going to be Australia because I hear they need pastors on the Gold Coast. Wouldn't that be lovely? No, I'm joking. Um, but that's not it. It's, where do we start? We start when we leave here. So where do you go out to? Well, we go to the park today. So we go and we be good news in the park. That sounds like bad English, but you know what I mean. We go to the park, and whilst we're there, we should be good news. We should look like and sound like good news whilst we're there. Now, I wonder if... um, I think the colouring has won out over the worksheets this morning, I have to say. Has Has anybody got any words missing off your bingo sheet? Is there anything that I've not said this morning? Is there anything? Discipleship? Have we heard discipleship? Good. Uh, evangelism? Yeah. Transformation? Yeah. Apprenticeship? Wonderful? How many have we got? Seven or eight? <laughs> uh, missional? Intentional? Outreach? Well, oh, that was right at the beginning, wasn't it? Relational? and mission. Brilliant. I get paid this week. Yay! That's great. Oh, brilliant. Now, who's got, who's got some pictures to come and show us? Have you got anything to share? Because you've been colouring in pictures of things that grow, haven't you? Does anybody want to share their picture? Would you like to show us your picture, Evie? Yes. Oh, good girl. Thank you. Let's hold it this way round. And can you see it on the big screen behind me? Is it there? Can we, can we zoom in a little bit? Hang on just a minute. There we go, that's better. Look at that. Well done, thank you. And oh, look. Look. Here we go, we've got, we've got all the words filled in. Brilliant, I'm not sure it quite picks up on the... Excellent. And, and you're still di- work in progress, how good is that? What a great, what a great metaphor for today. Ooh, uh, work in progress, brilliant. Thank you very much. I should say wonderful and just add one more to it. Yes, what have you... Come on, come out. I hear you weren't looking forward to going back to school, but if it's just colouring, you'll be all right, won't you? There we go. You haven't done very much. What have you been doing? Um, listening. listening. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. You, you win today. Well done. 